like some sausage? Freddy, Freddy finger. Freddy, would you like some sausage? Freddy, too loud. Welcome back to episode two of the Evil Dead trilogy. Classic. Ranking by Freddy Got Fingered, a father son horror podcast. We're here today to pick it up where we left off. We're going to get through some special effects. We're going to talk nice. about some other ins and outs of the series that we like, and we're getting closer and closer to giving our definitive rank. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? There's no way Iron Chef Japan yeah, trademarked that, did they? Can we take it? Uh, Whose horror cuisine reigns supreme? Will it be Raimi, Raimi, or Raimi? All right, we're very happy for you. I like when you tell Suri to play... The Sounds of Silence, and she says, The Sounds of Silence by Disturbed. Yeah, because she always does the thing. Or no, that's Alexa. Oh, is she better than Suri? Is she worse than Suri? I feel like it's just the algorithm. It always somehow mishears me, no matter how clearly I say it. Maybe you need to talk right on the microphone, just like what you're doing right now. Can I, can I talk about... Can I go on a rant? We'll see. We're going to jump to another ad break because you know that's how we afford for this to be our full-time job recording this is definitely our full-time the jobs. south pacific i have a job uh our private island so we're gonna jump to an ad break and then when we come back we're gonna be talking about atmosphere the video board nice game. oh vi- oh and you're talking some nightmare references baby we, we need to just do a live stream where we just play i can nightmare. start a twitch and handle the sequel that. that's right we got nightmare two and three yeah and one. And we've got Atmosphere. And we do have Atmosphere. Was Atmosphere the name of the original in... Yes, that was like its name in Australia. Australia, where, where it was a huge hit. All right, we're talking about Atmosphere. Atmosphere. So, 1981's Evil Dead. I think it's kind of a testament to the DIY horror and filmmaking perseverance that yes. makes us want to blather about these kinds of flicks in the first place. So, I'm all about it. Like, re-watching it, I enjoyed this one more than I ever did. I agree with that. Uh, it has a it, it sets a nice atmosphere throughout the entire thing. It it gives a nice eerie mood and atmosphere to it. And also the setting really helps that too. The the weird rundown cabin with like with torn up hills have eyes posters. Yeah, it's definitely the most legitimately spooky of the three movies, and the setting is a big part of that. Yeah. And even down to, like, how many times did they borrow this in other movies, right? A lot. I mean, him and Wes Craven went back and forth. Yeah, because then there's the, because uh, he showed... We showed the poster of Joseph yeah. Eyes in this one. And then Evil Dead 2's playing in Nightmare on Elm Street, and then... Shows Ash the with, the, with the eyes as he's watching the And then in the cabin in Evil Dead 2, there's a Friday glove up yeah. top. I can't remember what, is it Scream? Where they show... The swinging bench when they first walk up. In I don't Evil think Dead. it's great. I can't remember what it is, but they should they show that in another horror movie too. But yeah, real great gritty atmosphere, and you know even though they do some of these bits better later, some of the key bits to the series are established immediately in this one. And considering their low budget, yeah. like those ghoulish sound effects of the forest. Oh, they're creepy. And it's it's like switching off with alternating cuts of like them singing and having a good time, and then all of a sudden we're back in the woods with. And then there's the wind sounds like. And the all the fog. This movie 
um, when we get to soundtrack, I'm like, it's some of it's hard to separate the score from just the, you know, overdubbed sounds that they put throughout this thing. But I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love the drive up with the absolutely boyish Ash, who, as we have said, is really nothing like classical Ash, and they're yeah. just singing dr- jollily as Scotty drives up the hill. And I think that atmosphere again. Once we get to the swing bench and it's pounding on the cabin door, and they're all kind of looking with dread as Scotty finds the key. Oh no! And he gets the key, and the bench stops pounding. It's like, wh- who? You turn around. This is clearly haunted. Get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? Yeah. Goodbye. The entire movie could be solved in one second if if Scotty was just like, all right, bye. <laughs> Dangerous bridge. We're gonna keep driving. The end. But then, what fun is that? <laughs> what fun is it then? Why would you want to do You gotta see him go straight ahead saw, into where saw, you would I want to I saw your to. Satan tongue just like <laughs> slip out of your mouth right there. He, he's turned into a reptilian. He's gonna blink like backwards. That's right. I got that nictitating membrane. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna give this a 9. I really like the setting on this one. Yeah, it's good. No, I gave it a 10. I wrote it in. Okay, 10. Nice. I like. I'm gonna mention just a couple other parts. Um,. When Scotty, and you could tell, I love that they really show on their, like, they wear it on their sleeve, the Raimi boys, what influences they have. So they walk through the barn with all the tools and ram horns. I'm like, this feels so much like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but yeah. it's not a ripoff. And then, you know, borrow some of the, obviously, Three Stooges filmmaking stuff. I like, there's a creepy moonshot, which is when we see the tree through the window, and I think they just started to recite stuff. And we're still 20 minutes into the movie. A quarter done. Uh-huh. No possessions have taken place yet. And that's when we see uh, Ash trying to get Linda, number one's attention with that stupid glass necklace. The eye shots back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like There's just good mood camera work leading up to it. And that ugly necklace does carry much of the plot. Yeah. It's in a lot of this movie. And then finally about that time. We're like a quarter of the movie in. We see Scotty and Shelly undressing from outside. We hear these spirits... Sounding like a track off of Tago Mago in the background, spying on all Can these kids. Album? Correct. It's just some... Oh, 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 oh. Sounds like side three. Cheryl hears the join us from outside and goes outside. Like, if you hear spirits, if you already know this place is spooky and you hear some spirits saying join us, I don't know. Maybe don't go outside. Yeah. But uh, it was a, it's a really cool shot, though, when I watch it again. Um, that it's it's one, maybe this should be for cinematography, so I'll mention it again then, but it's one continuous shot past all the couple's windows, then past Cheryl, then to the outside of the cabin as Cheryl walks outside. So it's a really cool, like, one long shot. Have I mentioned the moon shots? I like the moon shots. Nice. The moon. I like looking at the moon. All right, let's go move on to Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Although, I have to use the bathroom, so pause. let's pause. Are you looking for something to spice up your getaway weekend? Are you tired of escape rooms with the same old, same old? Are you looking for challenges that you can share at the water cooler and a flex that you could even share at the dinner table with old Uncle Randy this holiday season? If so, then buy that first-class ticket to Belize and hop over to John McAfee's pad for the thrilling escape room experience you've been waiting for. Three out of four security experts agree that John McAfee's escape room has those daring features current U.S. regulations do not allow, including but not limited to attacked Obermans, poisoned cryptocurrency, and a graveyard full of murdered neighbors. The dog's been a whole of my upper thigh. I was long chat by John McAfee himself. Ah, I got a bumper sticker that says I barely survived John McAfee's escape room help. I'm the coolest kid in the whole children's recovery ward, said one local hooligan. The whole experience was very worth it. 10 out of 10 would do again. 
said the child not likely to survive the winter. Call 1-888-McAfee to reserve your spot now. The first 10 callers get a 10-second head start before the ghost of John McAfee starts hunting you down. A human, the most dangerous and thrilling of all prey. So what are you waiting for? That number again is 888-McAfee. Call today. Expeditions due to injury lawsuits incurred will not be honored. Enter promo code Don't Poison the Dogs for 10% off of your order. And we're back. What? What are we talking about? Uh, we are moving on to Evil Dead 2, setting mood and atmosphere. Let's do it. Um, I think Evil Dead 2 has the best atmosphere of the series. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> are you making a spicy meatball oh, right now? The Italian hand is, is coming up pretty hard. Shout out to, shout out to the motherland. Yours, not mine. Yes. You and your mother's. No you got mind. anything to say on Evil Dead 2? I just... You just hard... said solid? Yeah. It's hard to explain. Okay. It's well, just really good. Let me take a gander. We've got laughing goats. We've got lamps. We've got housewares that are all like laughing and shouting at Bruce Campbell at points of this. It's like a demented Beauty and the yeah, Beast. It's like it's just like a fun watch. Yeah. But it's like if Beauty and the Beast was a horror movie sometimes. Demented fun. Yes. So much of this movie is just Bruce Campbell acting against and getting beat up by It's like the objects. entire first half. At the plates. I mean, he did, like, that's so many dishes. Yeah. Just broken on his head. Some of the best moments, I think, are that. The fake Linda head biting his hand, him fighting it to get into the shed. That chainsaw puppet of Linda's body, which, what did they, how did they do that? With a skateboard? Oh, yeah, it was a skateboard. With like one of the special effects guys. was, like, had a skateboard and was moving it back and forth. So, again, I like how it's, like, they look good, but it's very DIY type practical yeah. effects. So, it ticks, it ticks all of our funny bones. Um... Then, and then the chainsaw gets knocked backward into Linda, and we get the repeat blood spatter over the light. Save Except, some of that for the plot arc. Yeah, well, okay. But we get that blood spattered all over the light, as opposed to when it fills up in the first one. So they're, like, reusing yeah. some of their ideas, but they're reusing them to good effect, so we don't care. And, you know, the one-liners we get when Ash is by himself. We just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine? I mean, who among us? Last thing I liked Among on this, us. yeah, the possessed hand breaking, like I said, the full set of dishes over its head, then screeching the the sound of the nails, like the Foley artist has so much to do with the atmosphere of this mm-hmm. one. There's so much sound effects work that's hilarious. Screeching as it pulls the unconscious Ash toward a weapon where it can further attack him. You dirty bastards, give me back my, my hand. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I also gave it a 10 out of 10. All right, so let's go to the final. Medieval Dead. I mean, come on, guys. It was right there. You even had it as a working title. It's not like you didn't know. Should have stuck with it. Now, I don't think this one has the best atmosphere of the series. Dare I say, the worst atmosphere of the entire series. I think it's still good, but I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, It's good for, like, the first half, but I feel like in the second half of the movie, everything just kind of falls apart. It just loses a little bit. Like, it's clearly... It loses its momentum. As soon as Sheila gets kidnapped, it, like, loses all of the momentum. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the truth. And, you know, like the other ones, he's wearing his influences on his sleeve. So, like, the fight scenes with the skeletons is very, like, you know, Argonauts, all those old Harryhausen films. So that's a cool homage, but it's also, like... A lot less suspenseful. You're fighting claymation or stop motion skeletons. I don't know. That's not that's yeah. not as spooky as spirits out of the woods or your own friends turning evil against you. Uh-huh. So again, I feel like this should have been. I think if it was PG thirteen, it would have been a much bigger hit. 
What did, what did you give it? Like well, hold on, because I'm not there yet. Stinky man. Don't rush the score, baby. Don't rush the score. When we think about the scale of the first two films, though, I do think the Raimis do a hell of a job depicting mm-hmm. the medieval period. Like, the costume, the castle, Middle Ages version of the same old Lovecraftian Necronomicon, all that is done on a level that you know, was unthinkable to them, you know, 15 years ago when they were filming Within the Woods. So it works best in the beginning, especially when Ash, for reasons that don't really mesh with the ending of 2, but it's a good setup for the rest of Army of Darkness, enslaved and not a hero. Like, that all works really well. I like that he has to regain the trust of the medieval folk, and that build-up is where the atmosphere really works on this one, I think, if we're uh, considering this the final installment Mm -hmm. We, you know, we could dabble. We'll do Ash vs. Evil Dead as a popcorn chewing Patreon. Sure. But, uh, yeah, once when Ash is like the other and they're all targeting him, that's when this movie rules. And they assume he's in league with Henry's band of rebels. I like when he gets clawed and spit upon by Sheila. And then and she, like, throws a rock at his head. Doesn't the rock, isn't that what knocks him into the pit? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he acted like a one-man show for a lot of Evil Dead 2. This time he goes ham getting battered and victimized mm-hmm. by at least for the first half actual people in this medieval setting but in the second half i think it was a lot of him again like having to memorize where things were because it was all green yeah. screen shit that hadn't been filmed yet uh but the problem is ironically the titular army of darkness they're not scary in this yeah, one they're not scary at all the polish and focus you know on pulling off the action sequences where he fights the army of evil ash you know, it loses any sense of that grimy foreboding that we're in one and two. So, you know, instead of tension ratcheting up the sequences, the bottom falls out a little bit. Yeah. And we're left with what amounts to a little more than Harryhausen-esque sequences of fighting inanimate skeletons. It just, it just doesn't have the impact or fear or, dare I say, horror that comes with fighting the unknown and unseen forces How in the How dare you? Or being trapped in small house with friends who just mutated into undead foes. That's where it gets scary, and those are gone. Yeah. So the scares are gone, and for the moment, so are the laughs. There's really just it's just action for a while. Yeah. I gave it a uh, I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a six as well. I feel like the many extras do give it some good period fighting, but there's parts of this movies where you know it slips out of horror comedy. And it's got neither, and it's just it's Bruce just, Campbell being like a swashbuckling hero. I feel like I'm watching, yeah. watching Robin Hood for part of the end of this movie. It's yeah, it's a, it reminds me a lot of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh yeah, a little bit of that. It's a little bit Errol Flynn, a little bit uh, Curiel was. Yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, the second half of this one just does not have the atmosphere and mood. All right, six out of ten for me on that one. All right, what category are we going next? Cinematography. So we're talking pacing, we're talking camera work, we're talking how tight is it. You want to start us out, Evil Dead cinematography? Plot arc of the Evil Dead and also the cinematography. Cinematography. Cinnamon. You got to season that cinematography, baby. If it's not seasoned, then nobody wants to buy it. Anyway, so so I think the plot arc for the first Evil Dead and also the cinematography is really good. This one doesn't waste any time. It lo- it moves at a bit of a leisurely pace, but that's okay. Yeah, comparatively for sure, but it, it feels I, I like it. Yeah, I it like takes it. Time. It works. It works for the movie. It does what it wants to do, and it doesn't waste any time. It feels more like a '70s movie. I know it was released in '81. 
but yeah, it's, but they started it, filming in the 70s. Yeah, and also the concept was originally like made in the 70s with Within the Woods. So. so It definitely feels more like that. More like, hmm, dare I say, a thriller. Not really, okay, but <laughs> it does feel... You know, it still feels pretty quick. I mean, it's only 80 minutes, but yeah. there's just much more of that 80 minutes is the buildup. And I think that's actually what this movie does best. Like, the end, there it does have some legit scary bits, but I think the, sure. the buildup is the best part of this. Cinematography has a mm-hmm. lot to do with that. The way, like, we even get, the, there's uh, a couple spots where when the clock stops and Cheryl's sketching in the book you know, uncontrollably, and then it says, join us, and she's possessed to draw the Book of the Dead, stabbing through the paper. Mm-hmm. And also, for some other thing is cinematography, where they would, like, strap the, uh, where, uh, what's the thing, where, like, the wind deadites, the ones that you don't see, where it's, like, this... Yeah, just when mm-hmm. the spirit's outside. Yeah, the one that's on the 2 by 4 mm-hmm. That I always really like. It, it's very homemade, but I feel like it suits the movie very well. How do they do very that? Well. They, they, like, they had two guys carrying a 2 by 4 and just like taped the camera down to the 2 by 4 And they're running through the woods? Yeah, and they're it? just running. <laughs> that's awesome. And they just speed up the footage, maybe. Yeah. I like when... And some of the shots are just clever. Um, like, when they're toasting each other... And the cellar is, like, we see the five characters in the foreground at the table. And then it's only in a back corner that you see the cellar. But you see it fly open. And I just, I love the cinematography on that one where it's like, it was not in focus. It was not the focus of the shot. So it's, like, more startling. And then they rotate it like it's that 70s show and get everybody's takes on what happened. It's probably just an animal. Yeah, they go through each person's Mm -hmm. POV. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, around that time, <laughs> Scotty, you find anything? He's just kidding, isn't he? He's just dicking around in the basement. Also, the one spot where they show uh, it on the TV in Nightmare, I also think is really good, where he, like, closes the door, and then there's a real weird zoom in on his face. Yeah, he looks like Evil Ash there. Yeah. I always think when I watch Nightmare, I'm looking at Evil Ash, but it's just because they have it mm-hmm. as, like, the dark, you know, soulless eyes, and that angle is really cool. I like when Ash walks through the basement in this one. The basement's a great setting for both, yeah. one and two. Um, it's got a good sense of foreboding in this one. And Scotty, boo, and then laughs like an idiot. <laughs> like he's so happy with himself. And then he shows him the shotgun. I'll bet this thing shoots and points it at him. Like Scotty's, Scotty's maybe the fun but pain in the ass friend. Yeah, for, for a good chunk of this. And then the one who's like, screw you guys, I'm leaving. Definitely mm-hmm. the fun asshole friend. Yes. <laughs> um, also, I I don't know where to put this, but uh, there's some certain reshoots in the movie where you can tell Scotty got a haircut in between because his haircut just looks completely different. And now instead of like hanging down, it's just like it, there's like hair gel in it and it's standing up and it looks completely different and it takes you out for a second. I love when there's reshoots like that that yeah. you can tell like this is clearly later. Um mm-hmm. We've never watched Super Troopers, which is a ridiculous What's comedy. Super Troopers. It's a ridiculous I comedy. I thought you were going to say uh, Starship Troopers, which is a great <laughs> we movie. We definitely watched part of that. I love when they sing a David Bowie song at the party. Nice. Um, but, uh, no, in Super Troopers, there's an- it's another one where the ending, the original one wasn't as good, and then they reshot it. Oh, okay. Shout out to all my... I'm going to do shout outs all day, all night for this holiday episode, baby. Get that belly plate in order put some stuffing on the belly plate let's get a little bit of that cranberry thanksgiving sauce thanksgiving already ended man get that cr- holiday is between the holidays all right and we're saying Jesus holiday Christ, because dude. santa is is he's, santa he's a shitster he causes problems he shanks if me. we said it's the holiday santa special then we're going to be dividing our audience 
Okay. Santa shanked me. Yeah, he's a, you know, you gotta watch out for those guys who just pop out once a year to give presents to yeah. kids. I don't trust them. Same thing them. with the Easter Bunny. Those guys. I have the same problem with the Easter Bunny. I love the Easter Bunny because like, like the Christmas tree and the Easter Bunny, those are just like pagan yeah. ass, old, old, like, let's put a tree in our house. Sure. Let's have an egg for fertility <laughs> worship. I love holidays where they clearly tacked on some older pagan stuff on top of Christianity. I think that's always fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, on, I don't know if this even fits for plot arc at this point. Maybe special effects, so I might move yeah. it. But so, the original Book of the Dead, maybe not the best looking one. It also, I think, brings that tension when you first see it, and it looks like a creepy, bloated face. Uh, but the other cool thing about that is, like, I'm like, man, these pages must have taken them a while to make because they're a cool, yeah. handwritten Book of the Dead. Back to Cheryl, she hears the woods beckoning to her, and she's the first in the series to be- get mishandled by the woods. That's the safe version of talking about that scene. I know someone's out there. I heard you. I heard you in the cellar. Don't go after them. Don't. If that happens, don't go after the person. Yeah. And then out comes the spirits knocking on the trees and the fog. And I feel like the fog budget on these first two movies was probably like a third of the budget. So much fog. Those vines crisscrossing Cheryl and then gets very grotesque. She gets the unenviable task of being assaulted by the trees. She does escape it. Soundtrack is great out there, by the way. Yeah. Almost like 70s with its tribal percussion. That's uh, that 70s show? Yep. Second reference. And then she's shouting, Ashley! As we get that overhead shot where she's trying to grab the keys. So it's that, that does fit for cinematography. She's trying to yank the keys in as the spirit closes around her. And she makes, Ash gets that door open in like that last fraction of an Indiana Jones second. What's the matter with you? Did something in the woods do this to you? It was the woods themselves! Okay, so... Would you score? I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think I'm going 9 on this one. I really like the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I think it the camera does camera work does a lot on building this one up. Okay, let's go to Evil On to Evil Dead 2. Let's go to Evil Dead 2 cinematography. I like it. Evil Dead 2 cinematography and plot arc. Stinky man. Anyway, so now Evil Dead 2 has a really good plot arc. I think the best of the series. It wastes even less time. Than Evil Dead 2, even though it's longer. Yeah. And it, oh, it, yeah, it's like straight yeah. to business. It's like a condensed version of the first one. Yeah. And for the most part, I'd say that's a good thing. It makes for a different vibe. Yeah. Because the buildup was the best part of Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead, in a lot of ways. So that gets zoomed past pretty quick. And then that puts us right into Ash fighting a house of horrors. So he's mostly solo by like 10 minutes into this movie. Yeah. Um, the ride up to the cabin is so good. The quick bridge side is good. Ash noodling on the piano dancing with linda but it's yeah like under 10 minutes we're already playing that reel to reel and conjuring the spirits Mm -hmm. the knockoff indie flashback always kills me on this one they actually flash back to the book of the dead annie's parents reading the book of the dead and discovering the book of the dead it looks like we're in the temple of doom or something oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um i love linda's dance on this one she gets shovel decapitated they put in the cross Lightning strikes, and then she pops out and, and does, like, her Jack Skellington dance where... Oh, yeah, the weird, like, uh, stop-motion dance. Yeah, where her head rolls down her shoulder. Um, so, yeah, love all that. And then Annie's mother in the basement, instead of Ash's friend, I think sets this one up really well to get that final boss fight against Mother Ed Ted Raimi. So they took a lot of what worked in the first one and then just, you know, tightened it, stripped yeah. a lot down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> doesn't Jake Skeleton also... 
wind up down there later. We see a ske- bloody skeleton with overalls. Ted slash mother gets him. No, I think we don't see him after he gets a blood geysered. Yeah, we get the blood geyser, but then there's a skeleton with overalls down there. I don't remember that. Oh, okay, we're going to have to go dig in for that Easter egg. Um, Cinematography is really good in this one. I think it's a bit better than the uh, first one. Yeah, I love when... I like, there's a lot more uh, close-up shots. Shots on, like, people's faces, given uh, flashbacks to brain dead. Yes, yeah, there's a whole bunch of that. And there's a, there's a lot I have written here that I think I'm going to tuck when we get to special effects. But I'm into that. Um, okay, Army of Darkness, cinematography wait, slash... Wait, we didn't give the scores. Plot. Okay, what uh, what score did you give this bad boy for cinematography slash plot art? 10 out of 10, baby! I'm, I'm going to also give it a 10. And uh, let's do... We're going to go to our next category for Army of Darkness. We will also go to Cinematography and Plot Arc. I think the last one for now. Yeah. All right. So, the Plot Arc for Army of Darkness is a bit of a slog, in my opinion. <laughs> it's the first half I really like. I think the buildup is really good. And then as soon as, like, Sheila gets kidnapped, boom. Now you're bored. Because yeah. the movie just slogs and like it's okay yeah. but it does it loses your attention yeah you're kind of waiting for something and it's to like all right now there's evil ash yeah it gets and like even when he skeletons? explodes it's like even when evil ash explodes it's three stooges it feels like i'm watching yeah. tom and jerry kind of oh point. yeah or like a, a looney like tunes cartoon the cinematography is decent but it can't really help the plot arc yeah i mean a well-shot movie is only going to cover up so much of you know what's missing. Yeah. And I think there still is a lot of good stuff in here. It's the most polished of the bunch. So in terms of like that aspect of cinematography, yeah. cinematography, cinematography, the cinnamon, put the cinnamon on my photography. So it's not a bad thing, but it loses some of the early film's charm. Yeah. Especially when it, I do think it was clearly going for a PG-13 rating. I'm going to keep saying that. Yeah, we know I mean, that they were trying to yeah. cut it down so it wouldn't be R. It doesn't feel like an R-rated movie. The beginning is definitely going to be the best of this movie. I like that it starts with a recap of Evil Dead using a mix of, you know, old footage and reshot stuff. I really like the shooting of the deadite, like, pterodactyl <laughs> at the end of 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets everyone to worship him. That's one of my favorite bits of 2. And uh-huh. then he's, you know, crying or whatever. <laughs> Like, no. no. Um, so they don't really explain how he goes from being worshipped at the end of two to enslaved at the start of Army of Darkness. I think it's a retcon. Oh yeah, I mean, it's no major hangup though, because that period where he has to redeem everybody—that's that's a major part of this movie. Yeah. This one, like the previous one, has some great camera tricks. I love the shot in the pit where one unnamed captive gets shoved in, and then you see a bunch of extras, you know, medieval types leaning forward. And even we see Ash's glowing red face and then a volcano of blood. The blood guys are... We love a good blood volcano here at Freddy Got Fingered. Blood volcanoes? What's our blood volcano count in this series? Um, So far, I think two. Nightmare in this one. Oh, the, wait, I'm sure there's wait, more. In, wait, in Evil Dead 2? Or in the Evil Dead series? Or no, no, no. I mean in all the movies. Freddy Got Fingered. Freddy Got Fingered. Three so far. What's the third? The one in Evil Dead 2 where... Uh, oh, Jake. yeah. We were just talking about yeah. that. Jake. Right. Okay. So we got three blood volcanoes and counting. We'll need to keep a tally on the wall. Uh, the pit is also so good. I love the spikes. I love the camera tricks. Yes. The low, like, close, real fast angle on Ash when he gets up from the water mm-hmm. after literally being stoned into the pit by Sheila. 
The creatures reveal Wiseman shouting, Strange One! And he throws him the chainsaw. And that slow-mo shot of ass jumping and the chainsaw clicking into place. That noise is pleasing. Everything about it, that's like the best mm-hmm. part of the movie. Yeah. And then when that first demon spills the pot of water in the castle, that's pretty good mm-hmm. too. We get the standard deadite warning of, you know, everybody's going to die. I'm going to levitate. And despite the polish, it's still very quirky, you know, Raimi filmmaking that, at that point. A zoom in uh-huh. when one knight gets kicked in the nuts. The belt ends up being used as a whip. Ash cuts off the hand of the monster, which then like grabs another medieval guy by the face. Boomstick. <laughs> I love all that stuff. This version, by the way, we're talking about is the theatrical version, which is much better paced than the director's cut. I've never seen the director's cut. We'll have to watch it because it's it's a lot longer, and then it's got the other ending. It could be a Patreon episode. Yes, watch. We me don't watch have something a Patreon yet, but we'll set it up. set it up. We'll set it up before this episode pennies. comes Toss out. Toss us some pennies. Toss us some pennies. It's going to be a dollar a month. Dollar a day. Keeps the doctor away. Your wallet away. The cinematography does work well here when it's supported by that sort of campy Bruce Campbell stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we've said, great until we get to Evil Ash. Then the momentum dips. The final mm-hmm. battle might have been, you know, some of the most technically impressive stuff, and we'll talk about it in the special effects, mm-hmm. but, like, who cares yeah. if it's not fun to watch? Six out of ten. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a six as well. That sounds about right. All right. We're going to talk about special effects next after another a new, ad break. After a new advertiser. We've got a new sponsor. Uh, we got a program, a summer camp for your little kiddos. If you want to be less bothered by them in the summer and then even afterwards, you're going to want to sign up for this bad boy. Are you looking for some sleepaway camp experience for your child? Are you looking to develop their method acting chops while experiencing quiet for two weeks or possibly a lifetime? Then sign your child up today for Timothy Treadwell's Method Acting Camp. If you want your child to take their role uh, just a little too seriously, then send them to Timothy Treadwell Method Acting School. Our program is open for a full summer experience tracking grizzly bears in Alaska. Our campers are invited to stay for a few weeks or a little too long. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hello, uh, this is Mrs. Horner calling to see my son, uh, Jack. How is he doing? He completed the program, ma'am. Click. Dial 999-BEAR-DOWN to reserve your beloved child spot today. All right, we're banned. We're back. Thank you for that. All right, we just came back from an ad break on Jeffrey Dahmer's summer camp. No, no, it was a Ch- Timothy Treadwell's acting boot camp, method acting boot camp. Oh, Timothy Treadwell. I love it, that guy. It was Jeffrey Dahmer's cold cuts. Jeffrey Dahmer's cold cuts. Yeah, we're going to get there soon. Let me just fix. Well, brother, you don't know which one. Andrew WK week, you, so. You don't know. Messing with the you don't know which one it is going in which spot, because we've already done two ad breaks. All right, we're going to do Jeffrey Dahmer's slimming summer camp, All right, where well. he cuts off parts of your body, and that's how you... Ooh, I'm going to cut that I said that. Jeffrey Dahmer's fat camp? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And we're back. We're, those ad dollars are coming in. Yeah, baby. You get that making, sponsorship money. money. We made We made $2. And next up, we're talking about special effects. Special effects. Evil Dead special effects. That was a nice long delay. <clears throat> nice. All right. We're here. It's our holiday special. We've got Santa held hostage until we come up with their final score and then we'll release him to a religion of your choice but not all of them sure and then we'll release him to a theater near you 
What? And then we're going to extort Santa's autographs and... Oh, we're going to... And then we're going to hold Santa hostage and all the wishes that your little kiddo is making on his lap are going to go right to this pod so we can keep making more episodes. So right now, let's talk about the special effects. We're on Evil Dead. The The Evil Evil Dead. Dead. Um... Good timing. What were your thoughts on this one? I think I think it has very good special effects. Um, one of uh, they're really gross, but uh, I, uh, the one scene that always sticks out to me, besides the ending, when I want to go too in depth to that because there's an own ending. No spoilers. Section. There's no spoilers on this. Yeah, there's no spoilers on this podcast where we where we uh review. <laughs> where we review. <laughs> there's no spoilers where we review movies. Uh, Yeah, there's no spoilers in the podcast where we review movies. No spoilers in the review, Dad. Uh, Anyway, the one scene that that sticks out to me besides the ending is uh, the scene where uh, Shelly puts the, uh, like, stabs Linda with the pencil. Is that in the ankle? Yeah, right in the ankle. It's so gross, but it's a good effect. I like, yeah, there's a lot of old school filmmaking techniques, cuts, tricks, you know. Technically released in the eighties, but this definitely feels like the roots and the vibe of the movie are very scrappy seventies filmmaking, uh-huh. which I am obviously about. And I think um, don't do that. Um, and I think it has its roots and vibe directly in scrappy seventies films. And I feel like that's what makes it good for repeat viewings. You know, some of the stuff that's just like DIY horror movies from that time period we get the ominous point of view camera stalking through the fog that's an obvious winner for special effects right in the beginning that goes through the whole series what in the world is that the dog it's the dog is he snoring <laughs> what are these sounds it's like someone's making a sausage out of our dog but he's just we're hearing like ambient bleed of just dog <laughs> dog sleep breath little freak Anyway, okay. There, okay, now we know what we're hearing. For the rest of this episode, the added clarity of our new setup will give you the sounds of dog mouth breathing, <laughs> of mouth breathing dog. All right, toward the end of Evil Dead, when it's just ass versus everyone else, I think the special effects really kick it up a notch. Ooh, who am I, Emerald? They really kick it up a notch, especially with the gore. Dick Vitale, baby. Yeah. Linda cuts Ash who just continues getting manhandled by everybody. This one also has the first of what I'm just going to call like the series shots, you know, when they're basically like, (laughs) he's laughing at the dog sound. This one is the first of what I'm just going to call like the series shots where Ash is doing something technical, whether he's getting the chainsaw or what is it? A metal glove in the third one. All of these shots of zoom in after zoom in as they're, it's kind of a trademark of, of the later two. So first one in this one where we've got Ash clasping, who is it? Linda? Is it Linda? Is that who he cuts her head off? What? Are you with me? Oh, sorry. I, I tuned out for a second. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He decapitates Linda with the shovel at one point. Yeah, so it's the first of like the technical, you know, we're going to do a series of events that leads to like an uh, basically a weapons upgrade for Ash usually. This yeah. one, it's them clasping her to the table and then the first use of the chainsaw. But that damn glass circle necklace stops him from dismembering. Yeah. Yeah, what's her face? Is it Linda? Jumps toward him and then he yeah, swings the shovel, gets decapitated. There's like motor oil blood all over the place. Like, yeah. Really dig that 
kind of, you know, like ridiculous gore, which there's a decent amount here. Um, and then he goes through the house looking for Cheryl and we get a grisly shotgun blast from the back. I like that one. That's, that's a good one. So there's some good, there's some good gore scenes in the special effects at the end. Mm-hmm. There's the scene where there's like blood just drenching him from the pipe out of the outlets, mm-hmm. filling the light bulb. And then the, you know, record player starts with the fast motion super eight or whatever with projector playing with blood over the lens. Yeah. I don't know what is happening at this point, but it's just a lot of good visuals. I feel like the first two movies are just two ways to get Bruce Campbell to be very dirty. Yeah, let's make this man filthy, and let's do as many camera yeah. tricks as we can. But he's definitely starting to crack at that point, gets a shotgun loaded, you know, the blood-filled light bulb expo- explodes, and he's just starting to go out of his gourd. And I think at that point, yeah, there's... Uh, you know, it's just showing him going out of his gourd with all this going on. Um, what I like about these first two films, and I'm going to cut a lot of what we just rambled on about. Yeah. That's okay. What I love about these first two films, though, is that they feel very inventive, but they're also like, oh, I could do that. Like, if I took the time to... Yeah. I feel like I could make these movies if we were willing to, you know, go through the conditions in a backwoods Tennessee cabin and just be tortured by the Raimis. But still. Is this made in Tennessee? I think we could do it. Yeah, this... Because this one was at an actual cabin. We went to a kind of... Uh, we went to a cabin in Tennessee once. We have been in, in Tennessee. We have been in a cabin. It's true. It was fun. Don't go to Tennessee. It's scary there. It, we, we had a great time. Yeah, we did. So we saw the eclipse that year, baby. Yeah, that's right. Um... So yeah, this one, you know, Bruce Campbell, I think he got the lead because he was willing to subject him to himself to all that stuff. So, you know, best launch of a B-movie chin by virtue of just showing up. So this one, I would say, gets a 9 out of 10 for the special effects. I gave it a 7. Let's move on to Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. On to Evil Dead 2. This this one gets a chef's kiss. This, I'm going to spoil it already off the bat. This is... The single easiest 10 out of 10 I have ever given a category in, in Fred Gaffinger history so far, baby. It's, it's so good. I'm dig right now, baby. It's awesome, baby. Oh, my God. You need to talk normal because if we're just doing, if I'm not doing this with Scarface. Yeah. Like, get out of here. I take your boy. I take your boy. I take your boy. You can't kill me. You can't kill me. I'm done in my turn. Swallow your bullet. They live in my ball. Okay. What? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, this movie has incredible special effects. First of all, there is a deadite, who I have said before had the lentil bean suit. Oh, this is bean Ted Raimi is the mother? Yes. Her name's okay. Henrietta. Got it. Uh, then there's also the creepy thing, which gives me nightmares, cause, uh, the creepy deer, which gives me nightmares, because that the thing is demented. Yeah, does it, the deer in this one is one of my favorite. The mm-hmm. mounted head, right, with the... Uh-huh. Doesn't don't his hooves start coming out of the wall too? No. Did I make that up? Yeah, you definitely made that okay. up. Okay. Well, still. Uh, and then and then there's like the boss at the and then there's the final boss at the end, baby. Where Ash? You gotta you gotta drop the babies. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the final. Uh, and then there's like the uh, last huge deadite. Uh, in it the feels door. like a Resident Evil 2 boss. Yeah, it does feel a lot like that. And I'm into it though. That one's my favorite special effect of the movie. It's oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> if they could only see the ultra Italian <laughs> hand gestures you're making. The spicy meat the ball. He's doing the Italian emoji. Um, yeah, no, that final boss, if we want to call it that, I mean, it feels a little video gamey, but in yeah. a good way. Like, they saved a lot of the special effects punch for that, for they sure. Can, these movies kind of feel like Resident Evil, and I don't know why. 
Everybody loves a good zombie game. Yeah. This one, yeah, still low budget, but the f- camera work is, you know, more frenetic and inventive. Yes. I love the bits that get a little bump in this one, That's but they still feel DIY. You know, the eyes over the house when they, mm-hmm. early on, as the spirits intone, th- join us. That, I think, was the first one, actually. With the eyes. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that was the first one. I don't think it is. No, I'm pretty sure. I bet half a cent. All right. Okay. A shilling. Great. Sounds good. So I'm going to keep talking now and then <laughs> we'll look it up. Um, yeah, but it's up a notch from the first, not as polished at the last as the last. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, our fave in this department because it kind of hits that sweet spot. There's yeah. just enough grime to serve the material, uh-huh. but it's, it's getting a little bit of the, you know, slick Campbell cheese. Um, and yeah, the ending head or whatever. And then the portal swallowing him back into ancient times. All of that stuff is awesome. Oh, it's so good. Great camera trickery. And yeah, there was a really good special feature on the DVD, right? Where I think oh, when they yeah. talked about... Where they were like... It was like the behind the scenes thing that I showed you Yeah, a while when they ago. talked about... Was it Cheryl? Whoever's yeah. on the skateboard oh, in yeah, the shed yeah, yeah. with the and chainsaw. And also it includes at the end the headless reanimated baby thing. That headless I forgot the name of. Baby. I forgot the name of it. But it's like, it's, it's like a dumb short film that some of the special effects guys... Oh, made I in their I don't free time. I'll show you it later. All right, we're going to watch this. Um, and last but not least, of course, there's all the fake shemp work. The mirror gag this time, but it's... A, yeah. First one was a mirror of water, right? When he reached in. Yeah, and then it's uh, evil This time ash. we get his double popping out of the mirror, mm-hmm. and he looks like, what, some rando guy that they put some <laughs> Groucho Marx painted eyebrows No, Bruce on. Campbell was evil ash. The, uh, the regular ash was the fake shemp. Oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. so regular. Either way, though, it's just some random guy that has, like, grease paint. Yeah, evil Ash was Bruce Campbell. To look like Ash, so uh-huh. I dig it. Yeah, they sell, maybe that's so you're looking at the other one less. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, so what? Where? what's the score? What are you giving this guy? I, I already said it. Say it again. Ten out of ten, baby! Oh, my God. I'm going to be working at the state fair selling cold cuts. All right, and definitely pick that up, and we're back. Um, let's move on to Army of Darkness. So we're both given special effects at 10 for Evil Dead 2. Nice. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Um, oh, I this... forgot. I for... There's one last thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. The Pee-wee head. That's the one at the end with the long neck for Henrietta. That one is also really good. That's the one that's like, that's what I is so. That's oh, yeah. what I is so. That one I might I like more than the bean suit. The, Henrietta. Like more than the bean suit. Yeah, yeah. like when, when they're fighting and then all of a sudden she turns into... Are you making yourself gag with the smell of your fart? Yeah. He's going to yak off, <laughs> off mic. Hit the bucket. Yeah. Henrietta, when she morphs, is, you know. Really good. That's a nice, weird, unexpected. <laughs> turns into, like, a you know, whatever kind of demon. Um, all right. So moving on to Army of Darkness. This is the first one with a real budget now that Raimi was on his way to becoming a Hollywood bona fide. Yeah. Though, I'm going to say, like Peter Jackson, no hate to his later stuff, but I prefer his earlier stuff than big yeah, budget, I, I agree big budget bits. Army of Darkness comes on the heels of 1990s Darkman, which I think we've talked about already a little bit. Yeah, we have. Which a little rules. Bit. Great movie. Puts him on that trend of the 90s, early 90s superhero resurgence, so he's right on there. Other than the Burton Batman, I think Darkman probably is my fave of that wave of superhero flicks. I'd say Darkman is a lot more like Robocop than Batman. Well, okay, maybe. But it's still in that vein of superhero-ish types. Yeah. you got to finish it with me. What about Blank Man? Can we talk about Blank Man? What the hell is Blank Man? The Damon Wayans one. Where's the... 
I watched like 20 minutes of this with you. You were into it. Oh! Blank Man. That that dumb movie with David Allen Greer and what's his face? It's a classic. What's his Damon face? Wayans. It's Damon your favorite Wayans. Damon Wayans movie. I mean, Damon Wayans is the best Wayans brother. Fight me. I, I wasn't talking to him. I, I did go into an in living color phase, baby. Oh my god, stop <laughs> it with that! I'm gonna. We're done. This is the last episode. Fine. Because I'm working with somebody from 1950. <laughs> working at Oldie Let's Station. name Dick Vitale, baby. Shh, Jesus Christ! You're gonna make my brain explode. Love it. Hey, you're the one that put me in Chicago. Okay. No one made you talk like this. You're watching I YouTubers. Did. It's not like they're selling salami no, on the sidewalk. <laughs> This is when you have a weird accent. <laughs> I did this on purpose because I thought it was funny. And yeah, that was just a part of my it. voice. Now you just sound like, hey, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I got arrested. Like I did 10 years baby. in Rikers for selling un- illegal meats. They didn't get, they didn't get checked out. I'm a part of the mob. Um, anyway, <laughs> the point is the bigger budget uh, is pretty immediately obvious in this one. The castle, the extras, the scope is all... You know, miles beyond the skeleton crew of the first one, um, or the first two. But the special effects on their own, I would say those are great. The best bits of this movie are in the first half, you know? Fight scene with the creepy monster in the pit, probably my favorite sequence. I was... It's a good segue into what I was about to say. My favorite special effect in this movie is the second Deadite that comes out, the one that he doesn't kill in the pit. That's my favorite special effect of the movie. I like the three books where he has to say the words Kladu, Verada, Niktu <laughs> from the day there was still. And the effect where he's got the black hole, Necronomicon face, uh, Necronomicon leaving leaving uh, Ash's face half spaghettified, shaking it back to size. You know, it's yeah. super stretched out. Dig that one. Whoa, wrong book. The three stoogesness of the skeletons after that. Poke yeah. him in the eyes. He blocks him with a sideways hand. <laughs> He'll punch him in the face. Like That sort of nonsense I'm all about with the yeah. skeletons. I get less into the army of skeletons. That just feels yeah. like, okay, you're fighting an inanimate tacky. skeleton army. I mean, it's like, it's cool to have actually gone the lengths to do that, but yeah, but like, it's just not that fun to watch. And it's not uh-huh. as impressive as pulling off a skeleton fight might be. The scare level is just not there. This, mean, that's where it feels tame. Yeah. Like your two-year-old brother could watch that and not have a bad dream. So Yeah, probably. He loves um, skeletons. You so, know I mean, this. It is good special effects, but it's less engaging when we get to that point so i'm gonna give yeah. it an eight i, I think it's just i a also less, gave it an eight less good use awesome <laughs> lovely we're going in, there's the dog yeah. God, <laughs> really? he's really he's really yeah, a boston terrier who <laughs> has a smushed in face and he is just <laughs> he snores so loud this is why he farts so much because he's just Sucking in air like a weirdo. Yeah, it's just all the time. Dog with sleep apnea. Okay. That's it for Holiday Episode Part 2. We're going to come back in style to talk about soundtrack to start off the new year. So until then, so until then, stay safe. Stay hungry. Long live the new flesh. flesh.